Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Foss Corporation, LLC. I've always been open to the idea of, of ghosts and, and um, their presence. I'm pretty sensitive in terms of walking into a space and having sort of a gut instinct. In 2005, I was cast in the role of Elphaba in the musical Wicked in the sit-down production in Chicago. We're told that we were going to be performing in the Oriental Theater, which is one of the most beautiful, historical American theaters. It's got elaborate carvings all through the woodworking through the theater. There are monkeys in the carvings, and it sort of had the feeling that the dark side of Oz kind of grew out of this extraordinarily beautiful space. end of act one which is a very famous number it's this kind of climactic moment and there's a huge amount of smoke and fog that kind of cascade across the stage and out into the wings and out into the audience and the orchestra is at full volume and she flies up through the air very very high 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 and i was starting to see people in the wings there were multiple little clumps, almost like families, gatherings of people that were together. Kind of pushed this aside. I didn't really think about it. And I finished the show. And the Oriental has a very elaborate kind of labyrinthine backstage area. Dressing rooms are far from the stage, and there's kind of a long walk from Elphaba's dressing room down one long corridor and down one more corridor. I heard a child's voice and I turned my first corner and there was a woman at the end of the hall by the stairwell and there were two children a boy and a girl and they were in period dress my first kind of instinct was kind of just a backstage instinct oh there's another actor I nodded she was very stoic she didn't smile she nodded back. They didn't feel like outsiders. They felt very entitled to be there. There was a feeling of incredible sadness and incredible calm. Not in the children so much, but in the mother. I saw them turn the corner. I turned the corner and they were gone. There was nobody there. Nobody. They vanished silently. I mean, there was no talking. There was nothing. They were just gone. I went backstage and I said to my dresser, there were, there were, there were people backstage in period costume. There, there were a couple of kids uh, with their mother. And I, I've been noticing, you know, 
other people backstage? Are there more people backstage? And she said, oh, no, no. Uh, those are probably people from the fire. The 30th is this week, December 30th. And that's the anniversary of the great Iroquois fire. On December 30th, 1903, the Iroquois Theater was burned down in the worst theatrical fire in American history. The theater capacity was 1,600, and there were about 400 people more. So there were 2,000 people packed into this theater, filling the aisles, filling the sides. Something sparked. The stagehands opened the back door to drop the fire curtain and in so doing, created a backdraft, ignited the fire, and the fire ascended upon the audience. And everybody was trapped. During the mayhem, many, many people were evacuated to the back alley behind the Iroquois and died there. There were 600 people dead that day, and over 200 of them were children. It was a very terrible, terrible, terrible tragedy. The Oriental Theater was built directly over the site of the Iroquois. So we were joined nightly, I suppose, by really hundreds and hundreds of ghosts. And that's exactly who I'd seen. I'd like to think that Wicked kind of brought them back home. I guess people do spend their whole life <laughs> waiting for ghosts. They just have to... Uh, spend some more time in theaters because they're there. Hi, this is uh, Sean Clark, author of Voice in the Dark, lead paranormal investigator for Voices in the Dark. And you're listening to the Real Paranormal Activity podcast with my dear friend Aaron Hunter. Welcome. I'm Aaron Hunter, purveyor of paranormal stories, the occult, and the unexplained. Welcome to RPA. I hope you enjoy your stay. Hey guys, Aaron here, and it is Monday, January 23, 2023, episode 288. How's everyone out there around the world doing? And man, as always, glad to be back in the hot seat. Yeah, we're still having uh, some odd weather this winter. Very mild. Uh, yesterday, we had a dusting of snow, about an inch. And of course, as it got into the afternoon, uh, the next day, and um, it uh, it just melted away. <laughs> I'm telling you. It's been like fall weather around here, but I'll take it. As far as announcements are concerned, uh, Terry, as I mentioned last episode, he's released from the hospital, but he's going to take some time off. He'll be back right around mid-February. He's just recuperating, and so, yeah, get better. And tomorrow is a brand new episode of Aaron's Horror Show, and then this Friday, again, a double feature of entertaining short films. But this Wednesday, to take over Terry's uh, absence, I'm going to release a new entertaining short film. So Wednesday and Friday, you have new movies. So enjoy. Don't miss out. Other than that, that is it. 
yeah, everything's going nice and smooth over here at RPA. So let's get right down to it. We're going to do more listener stories. We're putting a big dent into our backlog, but we still have quite a bit out there. And as usual, you new guys out there, if anyone out there wants to share their own experiences, just send it to Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at realparanormalactivity.com, and I'll read it off on a future episode. So let's get the show started, shall we? And you guys know what that means. Oh, man, yeah. Come on, say it with me. Say it with me, too. The story then, follow me right this way. No pushing, no shoving, and the fires are still going nice and toasty in here. Grab a beanbag over there in the corner, find an empty spot on the floor, and while you're doing that, I'm gonna get on my desk as usual. Ow. And I'll print off uh, Britt's packet. Thank you, Britt, if you're listening. Let's see what she sent us today. Okay. Well, we got two medium ones, and we got a long one. All right. Let me take a sip of my green tea real quick. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. So good when it hits the lips. All right. The first one. Okay, this one is by Lovely, and it's titled, A Scary Night at Home. Okay, Lovely. Let's see what you got, man. I'm Elizabeth, or Liz for short. I'm 17 years old. I grew up with my grandparents in... Cheshire, England, because when I was about seven years old, my parents got in a car accident. They died about an hour and a half after being hit, and the driver who hit them got away. Before my parents died, my mom always said I had been a very interesting kid. I would stare at what seemed to be nothing and have conversations with these so-called friends. At the age of 10, I went to live in my grandparents' old house. It was built in 1971, and it is starting to fall apart. My room is on the ground floor right across from the living room. The house has always scared me due to its creaky floors and weird sounds. Just a few weeks ago, things started to get very creepy. My grandparents went out for the night and left me to do whatever I wanted to do at home. I sat down to watch a movie, and about 15 minutes later, the lights turned off in the living room and then came back on. It did that for three minutes, then stopped. At that point, I was thinking, what the hell is going on here? I went to go check it out, but right as I got up, I heard a voice say, it's not fun being home alone, is it? And then, it's as if everything just went dead quiet and nothing ever happened. When my parents got home, I told them what happened. They told me everything was going to be fine and that the lights flicker sometimes. That was not the case. It's only happened two more times after that. I know it's not very exciting, but it was scary to me. Love what you do. And that's from Lovely. Lovely, thank you very much for sharing. Love the story. Yeah, I would be scared too. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah, as far as the flicking lights, you know, there could be all kinds of things going on with that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the voice, that is odd. That's a, that's a long sentence to hear. But um, if it is paranormal, it doesn't seem to be doing much. I was playing around with the lights, and uh, your grandparents even notices it. You know, they say, yeah, sometimes uh, the lights flicker, so they see those things. But, uh you know, I would go talk to them a little more. They probably know more about that house, what's going on, than what you just experienced. I'm just curious what they may say. 
but they don't seem to be worried. You know, they said everything's going to be fine, but stuff happens. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much for sharing. Great story. Yeah, you know, I probably would have ran out and sat in my car, keep the lights on, and just try you know look at the look through the windows and see if anything else is going on, <laughs> especially after the voice. Yeah, I don't know if I could hang out there, sit outside in the car till the grandparents come back, right? <laughs> All right, what do we got? What's next? This one is by Little Peachy, and it's titled Mommy. Okay, Little Peachy, let's see what you got, man. Just for some background info, I'm only 22 years old. I have no children, and I have no younger siblings that live with me. It used to be just me and my mom who lived together while I save up on money to find my own place and move out. My fiancé has also just moved in with us, but at the time this story took place, he was living elsewhere until he finished his job and moved up here to be with me. So, as I said, this story takes place a little before my fiancé moved in. I was lying in bed alone one night in the pitch black, facing the wall as I usually do most nights, away from the rest of my bedroom, as well as away from the bedroom door behind me. I was sort of in the state of between being half asleep and half awake when I suddenly started to hear my bedroom door begin to open and brush against the carpet. I didn't really think anything of it, though I have no idea why I didn't react as my bedroom door doesn't swing open on its own, as it really needs to be pushed with a bit of force to open or close it. A little while after my door opened, I started to hear small footsteps entering my bedroom slowly, sort of dragging and shuffling against the carpet as if whoever or whatever it was was wearing slippers. I laid and listened as the footsteps seemed to get closer and closer to my bed, which is not very far away from the door because my room is quite small and weirdly shaped. The footsteps eventually stopped right at the side of my bed, nearer to my head than my feet. I sort of froze and didn't know what to do or what to expect next. When the bed felt as if someone small and young had leaned against it, it made me roll backwards slightly, and then, to my absolute horror, I felt a small hand reach out and tap me on the small of my back three times, and a child's voice say, Mommy? I've never leapt out of the bed so quickly in my entire life. No one was there when I turned around or when I turned on the light, but I ended up sleeping downstairs with the TV and lights on and was reluctant to even go back into my bedroom. There were numerous incidences where I have heard children laughing and giggling near my mother's bedroom door, and when I was a child, me and my best friend even heard a small baby crying out of nowhere while we were playing Sims quietly on the computer with the sound turned down very, very low. Thank you for reading. And man, that's from Lil Peachy. Lil Peachy, thank you very much for sharing. Loved it. Yeah. Uh, you know, first thing I have to say is I always like it when other people, you know, hear the same things that you do. So on this last bit of the story... Yeah, I liked, um, you know, when you were smaller, you know, you had your best friend over and you heard the giggling and at one point crying, so that's interesting. Well, yeah, you know, I, I always wonder, you know, I would ask your mom if she's been hearing these giggling 
and laughter from children, you know, and like you said, it's near your mom's bedroom door, but you don't see anything. Interesting stuff. And now you're being touched, and you heard a, you know, a small child say, Mommy, yeah, that's, uh, that's creepy, man. <laughs> but uh, it doesn't sound like it's happening all the time, so, you know, it seems to be scattered out throughout your life. Yeah, thank you very much for sharing. Great story. Yeah, I never know what to do, you know, as I mentioned before, as long as it's not, you know, causing too much mischief and it's not bothering you, you know, leave it alone, let it do what it needs to do, whatever it is. <laughs> Sounds like there's a lot of children hanging around there. I wonder, yeah, you know, check into the history of the house. wonder what it used to be. All right, what's next? What do we got here? This one is by Mark, and it's titled something evil okay mark see what you got man growing up i lived in a house i'm sure was haunted by at least one benevolent ghost i know such things aren't the norm and i can't explain them but i do know hauntings are quite real it was not uncommon for things to vanish one day only to turn up in an obvious location a few days later on one occasion when i was 13 i came across my mother's wedding ring which she had lost while going to yard sales when I was a toddler. I was laying under the edge of a TV on an old steamer trunk we used to store blankets during the summer. There was no way it had lain there all that time in full view of anyone passing by. On one occasion, I was under the weather and had stayed home from school. Around 3.30, my mother had gotten home from sub-teaching. I remember laying there listening to her working on things in the kitchen, kind of in la-la land, when an unseen force pushed me down in the bed. I remember vividly feeling myself pushed, seeing my visual perspective change as my body moved downward slightly and hearing the bed springs squeak. That brought me fully alert, laying there thinking, what the hell just happened? The next thing I knew, the smoke alarm outside my bedroom door went off. I jumped up and went running out into the hall to find the upstairs of the house filled with smoke. I hurried downstairs since that seemed to be where the smoke was coming from, only to find that my mother had burned something while cooking. Still, something or someone was apparently trying to warn me of danger. When I bought my house, where I currently reside, I thought that was all behind me. Not so, but in a much less pleasant way. One night, back when I was a bachelor, I was happily snoozing away in my bedroom when I was suddenly awakened around 3 a.m. by a feeling of malevolence. I opened my eyes to see a pure black figure, human-shaped, that reached from the floor to the ceiling right around nine feet. The figure was strangely blocky, almost pixelated in appearance. I don't know how long it had been watching me, if that is even the right word, because there was no discernible eyes. I'm a paramedic and a firefighter, and not the sort of to scare easily. This time, though, I had an instinctual primal terror. My only thought was, defend yourself. At the time, I kept a loaded 9mm Beretta pistol on my nightstand. Some of the nightlife around here isn't the greatest. I instantly lunged for it. Before my hand had made it even halfway across my body, the figure departed at a high rate of speed through the outside wall of the house. 
The filming was such that uh, there's no doubt in my mind that had the figure still been there when I brought the gun up, I would not have hesitated to open fire on it just as fast as I could sweep the safety and pull the trigger. I have not seen the figure since. In the years since that day, I met my wife, the love of my life, and I now have two kids. The gun is now locked up in the gun cabinet, of course, and I have not seen the figure since. Maybe I scared it as much as it scared me. Whatever the case may be, I can't get one thought out of my mind. Suppose I had actually fired on the figure. Thank you for reading. And that's from Mark. <laughs> oh man, Mark. Yeah, that would have scared me too. But yeah, the first thing that would have came to mind is, um, you know, uh, intruder. I keep a baseball bat next to my bed, you know, just in case. Uh, yeah, interesting stuff. Yeah, and you're a paramedic and a firefighter, so yeah, you know, I get that. Uh, probably a logical thinker too, so. And yeah, it looks like it noticed you. I, I hear this, or I read this once in a while, is when something like this happens and you're frozen and you're just looking at each other, whatever it may be, uh, and you make a movement, sometimes, you know, if it's an apparition or something, it just disappears automatically. Or in this case, it took off and went through the outside of your wall. <laughs> and it never came back. Interesting stuff. Yeah, uh, you know, this isn't really unique. A lot of times, we get these stories all the time. You know, when the story first began, you were younger. And, um, you know, you're finding things being missing. They come back. But then as years go by, you know, you're growing up. You buy your own house. It's been a long time. You know, a lot of uh, time has passed by, and then all of a sudden, one night, you see this thing in your room. But then after that event, it sounds like it's been uh, pretty quiet. Nothing anymore paranormal, so to speak, or weird. Yeah. Hey, thank you very much for sharing, Mark. Great story. And that is it, folks. That's all that uh, I printed off from uh, Brittany's pack. As always, we are flattered that you come over here and like to listen to uh, the RPA shows or just uh, come and visit the RPA network and hopefully you find something you like. Just remember uh, this Wednesday, uh, you know, Terry's going to come back in mid-February. So Wednesdays, I'm going to be putting out uh, one entertaining short film for you guys. Just fill up that spot, give you guys something to watch. And also, as usual, Fridays will be a double feature of more films. And with that, I am calling it. The show's been produced by myself and Britain, and it's also made possible by LaFosse Corporation. And man, we love you. Oh, yeah, we do. As always, thank you, man. Good night.